All right, so back to cutting room floor. We're sort of leaning into um, this last Sunday. We talked about this idea of, you know, Psalm 1, but also uh, Joshua 1, this idea of like meditating, sitting in, saturating in God's teaching, mm-hmm. the story of the scriptures. Um, thought maybe we'd just unpack that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, both like blocks and maybe principles. Of For like sure. Blocks that get in the way and principles of how to read the scripture. For sure. Sometimes it's tricky. Yeah. I think it's really important to, to like what you were, especially what you were talking about, this this call to meditate or to dwell and to chew on God's word. Yeah. The language of Psalm 1, like day and night, right? So it's this continual habit. Yeah. But then recognizing that there's often like roadblocks or things that kind of get in the way yeah. of that. And just to maybe t- touch on a few of them and then maybe like a, a couple pointers or frameworks to help kind of move forward past okay. that. So just to start, three things that, you know, there's probably more, but that get in the way of us meditating yeah. on God's word. I think the first one, uh, not in any particular order, but the first one we'll talk about is that sometimes we think the Bible is boring. Yeah. And the Bible is like, it's so ancient and just like, what in the world is going on yeah. here? So then there's also the level of the Bible is boring because, I don't know, it's this ancient text yeah. and it's kind of dry and it's a bunch of laws. Yeah. And so we kind of come to scripture going, I don't know if I really want to engage with this. Yeah. I don't know if I really want to spend time with this because yeah. I don't get anything out of it or like, I'm not really sure what's going on. Yeah. And it just becomes this very boring and dry yeah. sort of thing. Secondly, it kind of relates to this, but we often approach the Bible in such a way where like, it's so confusing Yeah. and it's hard to understand. This is a little bit what I was just saying, but it's yeah. hard to understand what's going on. Yeah. Right. It's hard to understand. You might not be bored, but you're confused. Confused. Right. And so often yeah. they overlap, but just kind of naming it separately yeah. here is helpful. Right. The Bible can be super confusing, even yeah. for the, those that have followed Jesus and been engaged with scripture for decades upon yeah. decades. There's always things that we're confused about that we're still needing to learn and yeah. to grow in good. and just paying attention and recognizing that, yeah, the Bible is confusing. Uh, thirdly, like our own time. So yeah. like I'm busy is often yeah. a common one. And just, and rec- if you're already bored and you're confused, <laughs> then busyness becomes a lot easier. It becomes a lot. Yeah. Like- <laughs> it becomes almost like the, the catch all where yeah. you know, you're, it's really, really hard to yeah. engage with scripture, to meditate on God's word. Yeah. If it's already boring, confusing, plus an overpacked busy schedule. Yeah. And so I think just kind of paying attention to those three, it's boring, it's confusing, it, I'm busy, yeah. as potential roadblocks for us to yeah. regularly engage with God's word. So then what do we what do we do with that? Like I, I was trying to think when you were sharing, like, you know, as you were sharing about boredom, it's like, you know, actually it's interesting. I, I don't think I've ever been in a study with friends mm. over a passage and felt bored. Yeah. I might be confused. For sure. But like I have found that when I'm able to talk with other people, I notice things that Mm -hmm. I didn't see before. Like it helps me engage. For sure. Or actually as a teacher, like in the preaching task, Mm -hmm. actually when I have to write about it or like study it, I become less bored as well. For sure. And I think a lot of the, it relates with the confusing aspect, but in particular with the boring aspect is having a, like cultivating a, a mindset of curiosity yeah. and of like questioning in the, in the good sense, right? Yeah. Where we're asking questions, where we're having this posture of wanting to investigate and yeah. dig deeper, where it's not just, oh, I'm just going to read it and then I'm going to do my pops, paragraph today. Exactly, right? Where it becomes more of like, I'm on like an adventure yeah. to discover like what God is saying here. Yeah. And I'm going to talk with my friends. I'm going to ask questions. Yeah. I'm going to be okay with the tension of, I might not fully understand it right now, yeah. but I'm going to treat it as such as there's like a, there's something there. There's something there. And if I'm willing to put in the time, I think this is gets a little bit with the busy side too, yeah. is that I don't want to come across like too like 
condescending or whatever, but we have a lot of time to spend on knowing a lot of things about like sports teams or favorite yeah. TV shows yeah. or what, whatever, whatever your favorite internet search is. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So we have <laughs> the time to like learn lots of different things that aren't yeah. necessarily bad, but I would venture to say that if we put in a little bit of time to have that posture of like investigating and asking yeah. questions and having that mindset of curiosity, the boring and confusing factor we won't actually... always Always go away. go away, but I think it will go away, especially the boring factor. What it's I'm what I'm sort of imagining is sort of approaching the Bible more like an archaeologist. Yeah. Right. So an archaeologist maybe goes up to a dig site and on the surface it's like, eh. Yeah. Maybe you're in the desert. It's like it's just sand. Totally. And it's actually only in the unearthing. For sure. That they get to see the things that are buried underneath. Yes. And I think the scripture sometimes is like that. Like totally. if you just do a surface reading, you just look at the surface, it's like I don't either get it or it's so culturally different. Mm -hmm. doesn't feel relevant. But if you dig a little bit, yeah. if you put a little effort yes, and, and then maybe effort translates into you get a commentary, yeah. you talk to a friend, yeah. you Listen do a scripture a search, yeah. you do a podcast, Bible, uh, Bible project, Bible project yeah. right? Like there are ways in, mm -hmm. and I have found, you know, you get an NT right commentary totally. on the book, whatever, but there are ways in. Mm -hmm. Especially in our day and age where we have so much access to different resources yeah. for free that are really good. Yeah. And the fact that we're called a living community, those two things together should, I think, really make this an adventure and a joy, yeah. especially over the course of a lifetime. Yeah. And, and especially season. because it is so central to our discipleship. Yeah, uh, you made a comment, I think, last week that sometimes in our age, we, uh, we forget that maturity cannot be sort of measured mm. independent of sort of saturation in, in the, the scriptures. scriptures. Yeah, totally. Uh, it was this sort of profound comment of like, yeah, I think we do that. We think that if we can sort of talk smooth or behave mm -hmm. ethically, that somehow we are uh, really sort of disciple, like mature disciples For of sure. Jesus. And it's like, actually, I remember being in Israel and uh, talking with folks and they said, if you're not reading through a gospel a day, mm -hmm. how can you say that you are a disciple For of sure. Jesus? Yeah. And it was like, wait, what? A gospel? Oh, yeah. oh, you're not talking about a verse Sorry, or a yeah, chapter. Yeah. And it was like, okay, yeah, like that's, that's what it looks like for someone who is sort of has a rabbinic approach totally. to say, oh, that's what it means to be a disciple for, for sure. rabbi. And I think that's so important where I heard once uh, someone talk about this idea of like kind of approaching how not to read the Bible. Yeah. And one of their lines was, this is from Dan Kimball's book. He says, never read a Bible verse. Hmm. And what he's talking about is never, if we approach the, the Bible as like just a single line here and there yeah. and kind of cherry pick here and there. Like there's a level of sure you might get some inspiration here and there, but yeah. over the course of a lifetime, that isn't really going to sustain and provide mm. the joy and the curiosity and the insight. Yeah, it's good. But there's this other whole other way of looking at it where you're talking about like reading the whole gospel. Yeah. Reading like large sections, especially the narratives of Jesus, the gospels, yeah. and really coming to a place of I'm going to saturate my mind and my heart and my imagination in this story yeah. and let it captivate you like so many other stories in our culture captivate us to the point where the way of Jesus, the way he's speaking and talking, interacting with people really becomes sort of what I want to be like yeah. and allow the person of Jesus through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, if this is you to let that be a starting place and yeah. a grounding place where not just a starting place, but a place we keep coming back yeah, to. Yeah. And that really, I think begins to fuel sort That's of good. The, the our imagination, if you will. Well, I think this gets back to, I've had so many people say, you know, I tried to read the Bible. I started at Genesis and then I got halfway through Exodus yeah. and I stopped, right? Cause I hit the law and it's like, it, 
If you want to read the Bible, actually start yeah. at a gospel. Start, start with Jesus. Just yeah. read the <laughs> so, gospels a few times. Yeah. And then, yeah, sure, read the rest. But like, just know, yeah, there are a couple places that require a little more effort. Totally, yes. Um, but I really appreciated what you're saying about sort of reading the whole, reading large chunks. There was a number of seasons of my life where I would do, if I was driving, I'd do the audio Bible. Mm, yeah, yeah. And one of the cool things about the audio Bible is when you're driving on an hour-long, two-hour-long totally. drive, man, you can get... So, so many yeah, stories. Totally. And if you're at all uh, like listening, like it can really be a cool way of getting the story. For sure. Yeah. One of my good friends, he has a hard time because he has to get up so early for work. And so, but he has a half hour commute. And so he does this audio Bible app and it's perfect. Yeah. And there's this really cool one. If you're interested, anyone's listening to this called dwell. Uh -huh. And it's cool because they have it set up almost kind of like Spotify where they set it up with different playlists of like different passages or whatnot, or you can go through a whole book. And the way they have like different voices that narrate the scriptures, mm. really well done. And it becomes this really, at least for him, and I've done it too, this enjoyable experience yeah. where you're listening to the scriptures audibly. And in fact, it's probably one of the primary ways they were originally intended yeah. to be received. Most people didn't have a physical Bible. A physical Bible, right? Yeah. And so audio Bibles are great, especially in our culture where there's a lot of things happening. Yeah you know, 20 minutes here, 30 minutes there, those are good, decent chunks yeah. where you can get a lot of scripture and allow it to, you might not get like every single detail and that's maybe not yeah. necessarily the point of what we're talking about, but allow the story just to kind of wash over you and yeah. let it come, become embedded in your... Can you think of other principles that maybe we should hold on to of like how not to read? Totally, yeah, for sure. Let me just kind of quickly through these. Um, number one, the Bible is and a this library. this is from Kimball's Yeah, Dan Kimball uh, up just in Santa Cruz, yeah. his recent book. Great book, How Not to Read the Bible. He has four kind of quick pointers to like basically not approach yeah. the Bible. Number one, the Bible is a library, not a book. Hmm. And so what he's getting at there is we have, you know, like a single volume Bible, yeah. right? But to recognize, and he uses the analogy of every time I open the Bible, imagine yourself walking into a library. You have the poetry over here. You have the narrative over here. You have the history over here. You have an apocalyptic genre over here. And so to just be cognizant of how you approach the different sections of hmm. a library it kind of will inform how then I approach specific books of the Bible. That's good. I think that's important. Which makes sense then why people, as they're reading through, they're expecting narrative. Yes. And now they get into law or they get into the prophets. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, no, no, you've entered a different section of the library. It, that, so like you might love history and then you get into chemistry section. And you yeah. realize, why am I not clicking? Oh, it's a different genre. It's a different genre. genre, right? Exactly. And just paying attention to that and being aware of that that's as you good. navigate through our, our Bible. Number two, the Bible was written for us, not to us. So he's borrowing from John Walton here, but it's this idea of understanding that the original audience, this meant something, there's cultural background, there's things that they might've perceived or picked up on that we might not at least initially get. Yeah. And so this gets at to like some of the things we're talking about of putting a little bit of effort really becomes not work, but life-giving and fun. And yeah. it can be exciting yeah. as we discover what the Bible was written and what it meant in that ancient culture and how that translates into our day today. Well, let's, let me stop for one second yeah. and just say, so like just practically, like the Bible was written over how, yeah, how millennia. long of us? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're talking like, like two to three millennia. Yeah. yeah. So two to 3000 yeah. years. Yes. It was compiled. And so now you have this sense of like, Oh, it was written to different people groups different over a massive amount of time. Yeah, totally. So it was over in, written in a longer time span than from Jesus to us. For sure. Totally. So, I mean, think of all the different people groups, time periods, yes. assumptions. Totally. Like, so it makes sense why we'd be like, oh, there's a gap there. There's a gap there. Yeah. And that's okay. It doesn't mean that, you know, somehow there's this ultimate barrier that we're, we're not going to able to understand what God has for us. Anyone I think can pick up Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and get what 
the message that's needed yeah. to get at. There's also other places where it becomes a little bit harder and yeah. it takes work, it takes community. And that's, that's okay. Why community study other it's disciplines. So important, right. Yeah. And so God wants to reveal himself to us and he does for that's sure. Cool. Number three, never read a Bible verse. I already kind of mentioned this, but again, this is the idea of not just cherry picking a line here or there, yeah. but Kimball talks about this idea of making sure you read the large sections together, read yeah. whole books, read whole paragraphs, read whole chunks of it to get the flow and the chemistry and how the text is working collectively uh, together. And then lastly, he just mentions this point of all the Bible points to Jesus. And then also kind of borrowing from Mike Bird, another theologian, would also add to that, don't Jesusfy everything. And so what this means, <laughs> essentially, is that especially with the Old Testament, recognizing that this whole storyline is pointing to Jesus, hmm. 100%, full stop. But then also recognize that not every single paragraph is like about Jesus, per yeah. se. But the main overall trajectory of the story of the scriptures is pointing to Jesus. That's the focal point. That's the goal. So I think yeah. especially what you were mentioning earlier, when there's moments of confusion or just I have no idea what I'm reading, yeah. remember that you're reading an ongoing story yeah. that's getting to Jesus. That's the whole point of yeah. this thing. And to just be cognizant of that, to recognize, okay, Jesus, I want to be clear about that. I want to have that as my foundation. Some of the other things might take some time, might take some work, that's good. but we can still get there yeah, for sure. That's good. So we started with meditating. We talked about some roadblocks, gave some principles. Yeah. If you were to say... One thing yeah. to the person who's sitting here listening, wondering, am I going to really start reading this? What would you say? I would say do it in community and put in some effort. I know that's two things, yeah. but I think both of those together commit to like a little bit of effort and ask a friend. I, I'll, I'd love to do this. With someone, <laughs> right? So like email, whatever. Right. Yeah. I don't, I, cause I wouldn't want to say just do it by yourself. Yeah. But I would say it does take effort and do that in community. Yeah. Ask questions, go back and forth, That's dialogue good. together. I think a lot of fruit will happen cool. from that. Thanks, man. Yeah.